Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robert Land, and welcome to a Thursday edition of Locked On Texans brought to you by SeatGeek, the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. We're just two days away from Tom Savage's first NFL start. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited. Let's get it on. And in just a bit, you're going to hear a piece of an interview I did with him last year about his background. You might learn a little about Tom that you didn't already know. Well, later in the show, you're going to hear what Bill O'Brien said about Savage in Wednesday's press conference. And then I have a one-on-one with KPRC Channel 2 sports reporter and anchor Lainey Fritz. We'll get her thoughts on the Texans. And find out a little about her unique football background. As you'll hear, football is definitely in her blood. But first, let's get a bit from my one-on-one with Savage. I asked him about his first time working in construction. Yes, Tom Savage actually worked as a construction worker. You almost quit football. You you ended up in construction in college. Tell me that story. When I was transferring for the second time, I really didn't have a school to go to. And my dad wouldn't let me sit around the house, so he put me to work. And I went to work with him every day. And, I mean, you know the rest is construction. It's not fun. So I'm happy to be out here. You said it really changed you a lot, made you more of a man. How did it change you? What did it do? I mean, it really puts a lot of things in perspective. You know, it really makes you fall in love with the game again. And uh, and that's kind of what it did. It's, a lot of people take this stuff for granted, being out here and playing ball with your boys. And it's just... Construction's a lot different than this, so it kind of puts everything into perspective, and I'm out here having fun now. It was a family thing, so you knew a little bit about the business or, or what you were doing out there? Yeah, I've been doing that with my dad a lot and still do it kind of as a hobby in the off season. and, I mean, that's just kind of what I'm into. So, What kind of stuff do you do in the off season? What do you, what do you work on? What are you doing in construction-wise? Are you, what are you building? Well, I've been helping my, uh, obviously my in-laws just bought a new house, so we're kind of helping fix up that house, and and my wife and I, we, we like to make a little furniture here and there, and we buy old furniture and fix it up, and just little hobbies here and there to kind of get your mind off of things, and still helps you being focused and detailed on, on the little things, which, I mean, obviously with furniture, you need to know that too. That was your new Texans starting quarterback, Tom Savage. We hope he can construct a new narrative about the Texans as a really good offense. How about that? Well, now let's hear what Bill O'Brien had to say. About Tom, in Wednesday's presser, Coach O'Brien was asked what the difference is between the Savage we see now and the Savage from his first appearance in a regular season game. As you guys might remember, that was against the Colts a couple of years ago. Is he a different quarterback, Bill? It's not even close. You know, I think he took advantage of his year last year when he was on injured reserve. Uh, he, he prepped every week uh, like he was really a part of the game plan, like he was going to play even though he was on injured reserve. I think he... 
He really did a good job of that. When he was able to get back to throwing, he did a lot of those things on his own, worked on footwork. You know, he's a much improved player. You know, the key is that he, he's got to keep improving every day. Bill, the knowledge of the offense and getting into the right plays didn't seem to be an issue for Brock. Tom, having been here for three years with you and George, do you anticipate similarly he understands the offense, he knows what to get into, things like that? Yeah, he definitely understands our offense. I think the key is with anybody as you go from week to week is how does our offensive game plan relate to what the defense is doing? And this is a very different defense than what we played in Jacksonville. This is Paul Gunther. This is a whole different deal, and that's going to be the key. It's not not necessarily, you know, the knowledge of our offense. I mean, he's got that down. You know, he he's he knows our offense. It's how does that though? How do those plays apply to Cincinnati's defense? And Cincinnati is very difficult, especially in situational football. Third down, short yardage, red area. Uh, you know, they just they pose a lot of issues schematically, and so it's going to be a big challenge for all of us. How much do you think that just playing is how you figure out if you've got it, if you know how to read them versus you know you can do it in the film room? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I mean, I don't think there's any substitute for experience. Trying to give him as much uh, as we can in practice. Obviously, he got a you know good experience last week playing in a tough football game where we were down and we had to come back in the game. So I think that experience helps him. I think he's a confident guy. I think he has good poise. He's the same guy every day. Like I said the other day, he's got uh, good personality for, for the spot that he's in right now. And, uh, you know, we're all looking forward to seeing him play and, and take advantage of his opportunity. And like you're saying, he's been the same guy this week as well, even as the starter. Yeah, he's got a good personality. You know, you got to give credit to his family. I met his dad and his brother a few years ago. They They were thinking about transferring to Penn State, you know, when I was the head football coach there. So... Met them there. They're a good family. Uh, I think he's got a lot of, you know, positive traits when it comes to poise and uh, being a consistent person. That was Coach O'Brien on Tom Savage. Can't wait for Saturday against the Bengals. And I know you guys can't either. If you're looking for tickets to that one, SeatGeek is the way to go. Hey, there's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, can instantly find seats for any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price, and SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, just download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code LOTEXANS. That's L-O for locked on Texans. L-O-Texans. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LOTEXANS today. Hey, joining me now on Locked On Texans is KPRC Channel 2's sports newest edition, Laney Fritz. And uh, a lot of people 
just getting to know you, Lainey, it, it seems like you, you you haven't been here for that long, but it's been, it's been a few no- months now. It's about half a year. Yeah, well, it's like almost a year, I think, if I can do my math right. I started at the end of March, actually, so it's getting close. Yeah, it still seems like I'm kind of the new kid, but then really isn't. It's been a while now. <laughs> Before we ask you a little bit on the Texan stuff, um, I want to get a little bit of your background because football – is in your blood. Your dad was a, has been a head coach now in college football for 23 years. Tell people who your dad is, and I think he's, a, he's pretty much a lifer. He's been coaching football, <coughs> football excuse me, for 34 years now. Yeah, he definitely has, and he, um, he's gone through, ev- through the ranks. He's gone through every single level of football you can possibly coach. He started out, you know, as a middle school PE coach at one point, washing uniforms, that kind of stuff, and he's gone the – he was a graduate assistant at Sam Houston – then an assistant at Sam Houston. He um, was head coach at Blinn. That was his first head coaching job there. Won two national championships there. So that bumped him up to Division II college head coach. We should say his name is uh, Willie Fritz. Yes, uh, coach Willie, Willie Fritz. Fritz. Yes. And then he was at Central Missouri, a Division II school in Warrensburg, Missouri, for, don't quote me on this, but I think 15 years. And that's where I went to school, kindergarten through high school, graduated there. And then he got the head coaching job back at Sam Houston. And that was kind of full circle for me because I was actually born in Huntsville when he was an assistant there. And then I graduated high school and I was all set to go to University of Missouri. And he got the job at Sam Houston. He said, come with me. You really should. You should go to school here. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I went to Sam Houston and ended up going to college back where I was born. Enjoyed my four years there. Loved that school. He had a great four years coaching there. And then he went to Georgia Southern for two years and now he is at University of Tulane it was his um first season there this year so you're a Texas girl born born but you pretty much raised in Missouri if I if I've got all the the years right is that is that right so you were you were in Warrensburg for most of the time which uh people don't know that's about an hour and a half an hour and 15 minutes or so west of uh Columbia the University of Missouri it's kind of a little bit not too far away from Kansas City yeah very close to Kansas City yeah, and people will know Central Missouri because that's uh, the owner of the Astros, Jim Crane's yep. uh, alma mater. So <laughs> he was there. So with football in your blood, I mean, is it something when you, you're a head coach's daughter, do you look at a game differently? Do you watch a Texans game differently than you think the average person out there? Are you seeing the game in a different way? Probably than the average person, yes. But more than that, I think with this job, I look at the behind the scenes stuff differently when it comes to journalism and you know, sometimes with these coaches getting fired and hired and people losing their starting jobs and whatever, I'm a little bit more um, sympathetic towards that because this is, you know, I understand that this is someone's livelihood and I don't take light in having fun reporting on someone get fi- getting fired or anything like that. Those things are hard for me. So I think more than watching the game differently, it's more the behind the scenes and seeing what goes into it because I grew up inside of it. And so then now that I'm here reporting on it, I've just kind of gotten a different angle. And You understand Bill O'Brien's grumpiness yes, a little bit I better understand. than us. I feel bad <laughs> asking some questions. You know, that's been the hardest part for me in this profession is I'm just, I'm like, oh, I don't want to ask him this because that was just such a bad game. I know my dad would hate to be bothered after that. And so sometimes I've got to really break through that as a journalist. Um, so I'd say that's probably the biggest difference. Your dad's at Tulane, so he's really busy, obviously, coaching, and that's such a... It's way more than a nine to five job, but does he get a chance to watch the Texans? Can he give you his his maybe opinion or take on what's going on or what he's seeing? I don't know if he watches much of the Texans. The other day, sometimes he'll just be happen to be watching a game and he'll text me, "You got this one." And like at the bowl game when I was in Las Vegas, the uh, Houston 
Las Vegas Bowl with San Diego State. He was watching it, and he he just happened to text me. He asked me, are you on the sidelines? Because he was looking for me. I was like, no, I'm in the press box. And then, like, I know one of Greg Ward's interceptions, he texts me. He goes, that, that wasn't his fault. The receiver missed his coverage, you know. So he'll, like, send me a random text, and I'll um, be like, thanks, Dad. I appreciate the insight from him, of course. <laughs> one of the things that uh, you haven't had a chance to see since you just got here is you haven't seen the Texans go through – the quarterback shuffle that they've gone through the yeah. last couple of years. And Matt Schaub uh, had his issues, and they brought in Case Keenum, and we've gone through Ryan Mallett and Brian Hoyer and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brandon Whedon, and the list goes on and on and on. What have you seen from Brock Osweiler this year? Is it surprised you at all, you know, his struggles that he's had? And coming off of that, obviously Tom Savage is the story this week. Are, are you excited to see what he's he can do? Yeah, well, look, I think Brock came in – I respect everything he's done when it comes to the effort he's put in. I mean, I know he had all the receivers out before the season and he was prepared. If anything, if he's, his shortcomings aren't due to effort or aren't due to the hard work he puts in, I can really tell that just from being around here. But, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. And, I mean, they have – they are, looks like, still going to get into the playoffs. So it's not like he's been a complete failure, but I do think that – Bill O'Brien made the right decision to go ahead and put Savage in. I think he's brought a spark, and hopefully they'll keep feeding off of that. I think Osweiler just – you know, he only, he only started – what sample size did they have off of him before they signed him? So I think everyone was a little surprised to begin with that he got this big of a contract. And whether it works out in the future, I'm not sure, but I definitely agree with O'Brien's decision, and I like I really like what I saw from Savage last week. Did you remember much about what he was a- able to do from what you saw in training camp or what did you think in training camp? Did you see a big disparity? Cause it's one of the things I've thought when I watched Savage is I, I didn't, I don't see a huge disparity between him and Brock Osweiler. I didn't see it in training camp. And then you see a guy, the backup goes out and a preseason game and you don't know what to make of it because he's, he's got the third team offensive line or second team offensive line in front of him and the second and third team wide receivers, but he looked very impressive to me. And, and, a training get, camp savage yeah, yeah yeah he did and I, we all i think a lot of us would stand around during training camp we'd be like just mechanic wise we're, we'd be like man he looks really good you know he looks some days we would say maybe he looks better than osweiler but then you know osweiler's size too i think was something that we thought oh well i don't know i, I don't think there's been a, like you said no i haven't seen disparity i mean in training camp we were all really impressed with savage because we would watch him and we would all talk about it and we were standing there so i think it's his due time and he's put in the work and he maybe didn't get the chance he should have gotten off the bat, and now he's getting it. What did you think of his personality? Because we just saw his first press conference uh, in in front of the media, you know, his first bigger press conference since he's taken over as a starting quarterback. And Tom Savage is not a talkative guy. Brock Osweiler gives you those two- or three-minute long responses. And yeah. He can kind of filibuster a little bit on you sometimes, <laughs> and he's the great politician uh, Tom Savage, much quieter. He gives you much yeah. shorter responses. You wonder sometimes if it's you need to have that, you know, big personality as a quarterback or can you just be that quiet guy and, yeah. and, and be well, a leader? I think you can be whatever personality you have. I think it's, I'm not one who thinks you've got to be, you know, because I, I think he is a leader. He has a you hear the teammates talk about him when we all this week when we've asked everyone about Savage. They've just I mean, had nothing. But you, you can kind of tell they're very excited for him in this chance and they trust him. And they trust him out there. And I think he's he hasn't had this preparation of knowing he's going to be the starting quarterback. And he's – because, I mean, I'm sure Osweiler has had someone, his agent or whoever, is helping him with what answers to give and how to talk and how to go about. But 
Savage is a little more raw, not not in a bad way, but just in a way of he's just kind of out there, like you said, a little his answers are just what it is. He's not going on and on and kind of changing it into something else. So I enjoyed it. I thought he was great. And he was very real about the struggles he's gone through these past two years and what it's taken for him to get here. And he seems like a good guy. Do you see the difference in the team and just maybe there's a little bit more of an anticipation? Is there anything different as far as anticipation from the team? Or is that just coming from the fans, do you think, and, and us and us watchers like the media? I don't know. It's hard because they just keep such a straight face. You, you'll ask them about it and they'll be like, Every game is the same game. We prepare the same way, and we're nothing's different no matter who's at quarterback. So they've been trained to say that. So it's hard to tell, but I think the answer is what we saw in the second half of that game. I think there is a little bit of an excitement and a, and a spark, and they know what's at stake now. So, yeah, I'd say so. This is kind of a weird game because we talked a little bit about it on our show this week because if the Texans see that the Titans – have won their game earlier in the day, it's meaningless in the, from a perspective of the Texans winning the uh, division title because they, they, they will win or lose depending on what they do the following week. Right. There is a slight chance. You know, you look at all sorts of scenarios, and I'm going through, like, what could happen. They, it could be the difference maybe between the Texans getting a number three or four seed in the playoffs, and, and maybe that matters. If you win a game, it keeps you out of the Patriots bracket, which is a good thing. Yeah. But um, how, how would you look at the game if you're – Bill O'Brien, if you're this coaching staff, I mean, do you think that it should change at all how you look at the game or, you know, maybe who you play going into a game like this, knowing that maybe it doesn't mean as much against the Bengals? Well, I think that no matter what, coaches want to win. They don't want, you know, especially this season, it's not like their record. I mean, he he's going to want to win regardless. I highly doubt he's just going to, you know, oh, this game doesn't matter, whatever. But I would say if there's anybody that's borderline, like, oh, maybe not 100% healthy that he would play if the game mattered, maybe they won't play or at least not as much. Um, but then you have to think about the offense, too, is they've got a guy now leading the offense who has only played half a game. So do you really want to take that risk of, like, not having everybody out there to kind of get that cohesiveness when you're about to go into a big – you know, the more game time they can have together, the better. So I, I wouldn't see – yeah, definitely having Tom Savage changes right. the perspective of this game big time, you know, if it if it's rendered meaningless by the game earlier in the day. Right, like the, you can't you can't say enough about having game time experience with that offense with him being new. So I would say that they're going to take advantage of the opportunity and not want to, you know, hold anybody out because it, the game doesn't matter or anything like that. So that's just I don't know, but that's my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't get the we didn't get the sense from Coach O'Brien in the press conference that it was going to change anything about yeah, him. When yeah, he, was asked he about said, that. yeah, he said it's not going to matter, and you know we're still we could play every game to win, which I fully do believe that when, when he says that. So I don't think that it'll matter either way. This game is played on Christmas Eve, and again, I like having you because you're going to give me a little bit maybe of the perspective of, a, of the family of a coach. What is it <laughs> like when I'm sure your dad has had to to play games on holidays, I don't know, on Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. What, what is it like for a family to have your dad, you know, coaching on, on a holiday or something like that? Well, he's never coached on Christmas Eve or Christmas, but he's been where he's still in a playoff run through that time. So he can't, you know, be home as much. But, hey, if you're still playing, at least from, you know, college perspective, if you're still playing at that time of the year, everybody's happy. You're like, oh, go to, go to work. We'll miss you. We'll see you later. Though. We'll see you in your – one off week during the summer and we we'll go on vacation. Cause if you're still playing at that time, then it means you've got a happy family. So it's good. Just uh, thoughts on just this Texas Texans organization. Cause you're, you're kind of going through everything 
for the first time. You, you had a little taste of it because you were here as an intern at KPRC a few years ago, but this is your first full season. What have you thought about the organization, kind of how they do things, how it compares to maybe anything else that you've seen? I don't know if you covered Carolina at all when you were in you, – because you were in Charleston before Houston, right? Yeah, I barely covered Carolina. We mostly just got their footage from other stations that were in Charlotte. So, yeah, this is really my first – experience covering professional teams between Texans, Rockets, and Astros. And, I mean, it's very impressive, and it actually makes our job pretty easy. They've got the set times, press conferences, practice availability, and all that. So um, it's been it's been really nice, and I've been pleasantly surprised with actually how much they do accommodate the media and talk to us every day. I can't believe that Bill O'Brien gets up there every single day. I don't, I don't know if he likes it. <laughs> actually, I know he doesn't, but um, it's it's been fun. Your dad, he, he's not much of a media guy. Is he, does he just sort of put up with it, or does he have fun with it at all? Oh, no, I think he's good. Yeah, he's pretty good with the media, and especially now with me and this, he knows you know, he's not going to snub anybody, or he knows that they're just doing their job. So I think my dad's definitely – anywhere he's been, the media people have enjoyed him because he's pretty easy to work with. So Has he given you a list of questions you should not ask a coach? <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually hasn't. He, he hasn't done that. <laughs> I should ask him, though. Well, how can people find you on uh, social media? I don't know if you have anything. Uh, we're going to run this. Uh, we're running the, talking on Wednesday. We're going to run this on Thursday. If there's anything coming up on KPRC, but how can they find you on social media and follow kind of what you're doing? KPRC 2 Laney is my Twitter handle, and it's Laney is L-A-I-N-I-E. Facebook, I need to get better at Facebook. I'm not as good at posting on it, but it's KPRC 2 Laney for its um, but I'm trying to think if we're, of course we've got our Texans game day on Saturday morning. I think I'm doing a story this, well, that's going to run today and we're talking about tomorrow. So never mind. I don't, I, we, we take it day by day. Okay. I don't know what's going to be coming up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> television, wise. television sports is real day by day type process. And you, you've got a couple of probably really good people to work for work with because you're, you haven't spent a ton of time in Houston over the years, but Randy being a guy that's a local, he's been here his whole life. He knows Houston sports as well as anybody and same with Adam Wexler. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Randy, you know, I interned for him and then he's also a fellow Sam Houston graduate. So we connected in that way as well, but he, he's just awesome. He really took me under his wing and has taught me a lot about the business and the area. Same with Wex. Wex knows He's like an encyclopedia for sports, so <laughs> I can, if we're in a hurry and I'm like, wait, what? He, he can whip out any number, any score from like five years ago, anything. So they're both really awesome to work with. Yeah, well, I was just talking today and I was asking Adam, so what are the scenarios that the Texans have oh, going into this I week? I can who, tell you all of them. Yeah, he's a, he, he is a book. He's amazing. Well, thanks so and much. And around the rest of the NFL, not even just the Texans, you would know it. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, give me a few seconds just to wrap things up, and I just want to wish you a happy holidays as well. Thank you. Have you a great too. holidays, and we'll see you on Christmas Eve, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yep. With the Texans, but uh, we're going to wrap up Locked On Texans. This one brought to you by SeatGeek, the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see. Just a reminder to everybody that Locked On Texans is part of the Locked On Network of Podcasts, a podcast. We have one for every NFL and NBA team, and you can keep up with the Rockets by subscribing to Locked On Rockets with Ben Dubose as they're having a fantastic season. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher, and contact us through our Locked On Texans Facebook page or on Twitter, at Locked On Texans. Don't forget, tomorrow is our Locked On Texans trivia and fantasy football. That's always fun for history and some knowledge if you want to test yourself against us. 
Uh, go to HoustonSportsTalk.net to find more about my Houston Sports Talk podcast. And we had Astros voice Bill Brown talking about his new book, Jose, on a Jose Altuve and Root Sports and Cougars voice, Kevin Eschenfelder, giving us some insight on the Rockets and Major Applewhite. Thanks so much for making Locked On Texans a part of your day. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.